0: This weekend at the box office, audiences scheduled their last follow-up with that strange doctor. The Crawleys attempted to usher in a new era in adult movie going, and men once again disappointed. Plus, the two most notorious flops of the century finally face off in a finale for the ages. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 200th episode of What's in the Box Office. Everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and say what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Donk. And, uh, 200th episode, guys. That's a real <laughs> deep cut on Downton. Yeah, man. Donk is what the grandchildren call, uh, the head of the Crowley family. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. We call him
0: Donk. Yeah. Um,.
1: What did you say after that? It's uh, 200th episode. Man. I know it's a lot. We made it.
0: We made it. When
1: we we began this podcast, we set out to do exactly 200 of them,
0: yep.
1: <laughs> and now we've hit we've hit there. I mean, we haven't finished it yet. God only knows uh, how this will go, <laughs> but like we've achieved our dream of the podcast.
0: Yes, this is what we set out to do. Closed box. I mean, we. It's weird to think that. Um. There was about a year that we lost reporting on any box office news. Yeah. On this podcast. It's like,
1: watch before the devil knows you're dead. And yeah. We're like, this is fucking Save dope. Save the
0: last dance. So, like, the 50, 50 we had, 50, of these 200, 50 episodes, which is a quarter of them, yeah. were not box office related at yeah. all. Yeah. Ahmad, you were there for several of those. Remember yep. High
1: Flying Bird?
0: I do. I do. <laughs> <I> not <don't.
1: laughs> I want to watch that movie again. It's like a bunch right. of, There's there's a bunch of Soderbergh movies that I haven't seen that I just kinda of want to check in. And on. so
0: you want to watch that again? Instead yeah, I of mean watching no, this part of I just
1: because I don't feel like I have a good grasp sure. on like sort of this era of his career.
2: And yeah. I'd like
0: to. I want to watch Kimmy
2: i want to watch the laundromat is that the one with uh zoe oh yeah i saved that on hbo yeah I see one one no sudden move
0: sure yeah the laundromat is i didn't like very much
1: i even like i don't expect to like but i want to watch unsane
0: hmm. <laughs> is that the dane DeHaan? no no who is that? I. Uh, what's her name claire foy yeah yeah, yeah. i'd watch, watch that i would watch that it was like, it, I
1: think was that his was it his first like big iPhone movie? No,
0: no, I don't think so. It was one of them though.
1: Yeah, I know it was his big iPhone movie. Yeah. It's like a she's like an office worker that is insane.
2: <laughs> you know, is that his thing? Like he he just likes to shoot on <laughs> he, iPhone. He does like every He's,
0: other movie. He will shoot cheaply on an iPhone, like
2: the entire movie on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Just, I like, mean,
0: for the hell of it, they say like on an iPhone, but when you look at him filming it, he has like you Know $400 like filters that he attached
2: oh, yeah.
1: to like, it. There's it and, like whole rigs and like lenses yeah. that he puts yeah, he's on. He's not it. just standing there putting yeah, it in fucking not portrait mode. Like, he's like, all he right.
0: Like, he doesn't crack the iPhone code and be like, I know how to make this look really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. They're spending money on it, but yeah, there's no camera. Yeah, but at the center fun.
1: of those rigs is an iPhone.
0: I want to watch a again. I think I'm ready. Oh, me too. Oh, uh, I would also watch that. Yeah. Um,. um this is exciting, though. Enough about Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, Let's, Ocean's uh, Eleven this is one of the best I mean, movies the Ocean, ever
1: made. The Ocean's movies are outstanding.
0: We never saw. Watched the third one. Uh,
1: thirteen. Yeah. Katie Maybe and I watched have, them. Right? Uh, Katie and I watched them all over
0: quarantine. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. We, we watched twelve. Too. Like. Yeah. W- yeah, we watched all. Three we watched of them. twelve like right before. It was one of our last movies so we watched together before we had to s- separate. from okay. Quarantine, and I never watched three. Uh, yeah, I
1: think uh, Ocean's Twelve is one of those movies that uh, does not get its
0: due.
1: Yeah, it's, but, it seems like like, a, like they like
0: they were like, let's all make money and have a vacation in Europe, <laughs> and <laughs> the plot won't make much sense. I I I loved Ocean's
1: Twelve. On, it's a lot of fun on rewatch. And Ocean's Thirteen was like good. Yeah, like I still liked it. I think I think it was a three and a half for me. Yeah. Uh,
0: Three and a half on the letterbox. Yes. Did you hear the news about Ocean's Eleven? It's good. One of the best movies ever? Yeah. Did you hear the news from just (laughs) 40 (laughs) Supremely fun every time? The news from a minute ago when I said that? (laughs) Um, No. Uh, Margot Robbie and Jay Roach are making a, well, prequel. An Ocean's film that will take place in the 60s. Oh. Okay. Yeah. They said prequel and then I read it was the 60s. I'm like, "What? (laughs) what? Yeah. Were you gonna play Elliot Gould's daughter in that movie? What, what are you talking? Just making oceans, movie. which was—it's so funny because she's been attached to a Pirates of the Caribbean reboot for so long Uh huh. that when I saw like Margot Robbie doing prequel, I'm like, oh, they're doing the Pirates movie. It's like Ocean's Eleven. I'm like, I what? I had no idea she was even huh. attached to that. And Jay Roach is gonna direct it. That could be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. She, she could have. Uh, she could have a good energy for that. Margot Robbie doing like a like a '60s heist. Yeah, I'm in.
1: Uh, yeah. All right. All right. We got a lot to get to this episode, so let's uh, yeah, let's start with the top
0: five. All right.
1: Noah Well, no. Introduce our guest. Yes, of course. Uh, wonderful idea. Uh, frequent uh, frequent collaborator with our pod. You've heard his. Uh, you've heard his laugh. You've also heard me address him directly. You've Also heard him talk. Uh, yes. Uh, he's he's already been here. Uh, what time? What better time to introduce someone than five minutes after they Well, they've appeared. Better than
0: at the end when we didn't. I, yeah. uh, Ahmad, welcome. Thank, Thank you for God being oh. here.
2: Very happy to be here. Excited to celebrate uh, number 200. Thank it's a big you. one. We are
1: always happy to have you. You've been a very important fixture on this podcast throughout uh, quite, quite a bit of our time One of
0: Yeah, but still. Uh, yeah. It's you and Joe, and we didn't invite Joe on this tournament this year, so <laughs> that'll tell you everything. And he won't hear this, so he won't care. Well put. Yeah, give us a top five, Noah. All a right. Well, no, not a 200. No, I. 50 no, this is a uh, fairly
1: recently uh, implemented idea. I, oh yeah,
0: no, I have them all too, actually. Oh, I've got uh, almost all of them.
1: I have all of them. Uh wonderful. I. Uh, so for this one, I've put together the top five uh, movies that hit number one at the box office since our podcast inception. Ooh, very Ooh. cool. I. Which is not as a. I don't know, not as big of a list as I as I thought. When I set out to do this, I was like, this is gonna be really hard. There's been so many good movies mm-hmm. that have come out in the past three plus years. And and I was like, Well, so many of those good movies open at like number eight. Mm. Uh but there's still plenty of great ones uh, that kinda span the uh, span the test of time. Our uh, number five is Dune. Last year, uh, Denevil Dunes. Wow. Uh, high wow. High, high high the... yeah. Okay, so that, you think Dune is high on the list? All right. Of
0: all the movies that have debuted at number one in two years, Dune is the fifth best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that's true? Most of your top movies are indies. Yeah, not a, uh, not a lot,
1: and that I think was a big part of the appeal of Dune was that it sort of achieved its. Uh, its artistic highs and its interest while also being a big box office uh, Mm -hmm. contributor. You know, a lot of these movies... Not a lot, but at least one of these movies is on the list on a technicality. Uh, It opened at number one, but, like, didn't do well. Uh, But, yeah, Dune kind of bridged both of those gaps and uh, really enjoyed it. Number four, I went with John Wick Chapter 3... Parabellum. Parabellum. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it's just about time for me to rewatch the John Wick movies. I, I have not, uh, I have not done so, in a little while. Uh, but the John Wick series just kind of keeps getting more and more fun as it goes on. Uh, I'm out of you, have you seen the John Wicks?
2: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm very in on John Wick. I'm excited for the new one. Is that end of this year? Nope. Next year. Oh, they moved it. Yeah.
1: Everything's getting moved forever.
2: <laughs> well, I'm excited when that comes out next year.
0: <laughs> Whenever it shows up, we'll all be happy to have we it. We only have three movies left that were supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Oh. That are coming out. Bob's Burgers, Top Gun, all both coming out on Friday, yeah. and then Minions yeah. as a group. Rising. And then oh. we'll be done with twenty twenty releases.
2: Wow. Only <laughs> finally took <us> two years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, forever.
1: I number three I went with Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Mm. This is the, uh, the sole superhero entry on this list, or, you know, uh, yeah, superhero is a, uh, is a good, uh, a good way to put it. Uh, the... Kind of the most, the most unique of all of them, I mean, there's been a million, uh, superhero movies that have hit number one, uh, and some of them have been, you know, Avengers Endgame, which was a momentous experience that I enjoyed immensely, uh, and some of them have been like uh, Thor Ragnarok mm. which was just incredibly uh, fresh and fun I, but I think Into the Spider-Verse out of all of the uh, the superhero movies we've seen kind of uh, I don't know just felt unique and captured a certain, uh, certain energy that I really admire uh, speaking of movies that have gotten pushed back very looking for, very much looking forward to uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse coming out late next year, probably. Damn, that was
0: pushed back, too? Yeah, yeah. Not, it's March.
1: March, all right, well, for oh, okay. now. It's supposed right. to be October, it's March.
0: Right? Uh, but also, that. the second one is a different title. I, uh, it's not part one, part two, it's Beyond the Spider-Verse. So oh, right, yeah.
2: That's
1: right. Uh, number two, a movie we uh, sort of discussed right before recording. I went with Mission Impossible Fallout. Which is just kind of the, Hell yeah. uh, like the the quintessential expression of an action movie. These uh, these Mission Impossible movies have grown so far beyond what they started out as, but uh, in a way that's just incredibly cool and satisfying. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout just it just rules. Like I, I don't know I don't know what uh, what more to say about it. I thoroughly loved watching that. Uh, and
0: upon my recent rewatch, Rogue Nation, I do think is the best one.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the great thing about these Mission Impossible movies is that, like, there are, there are at l- there are three or four defensible takes for which one's the best. Uh, I think you could, I think you could reasonably argue for one, three, five, and six.
0: I think you could put four in there.
1: Uh, you is think Ghost go, Protocol too? Yeah, it could okay. be
0: considered. Yeah, the best one.
1: Yeah, I. Burj Khalifa. Yeah, they're just they're just all great. These movies are awesome. I. Uh, and number one, the only movie I cannot say uh, I'm looking forward to the next installment of this <laughs> franchise. But it's uh, the best one because it is not well. It's not a franchise.
0: Is the oh, thing? Oh, I see. It is. Uh, yeah. it, stop. Hmm. All right. Get out was 17, so it's not that. Yeah. It's not going to be us. Little Women never topped the box office, I don't think.
1: Did it? I, not that I noticed. Okay. Because it, Lady it Bird would didn't. have made this list. And also 2017.
0: That's the Lady Bird 2017. Um, All right, go ahead. We don't have time.
1: Okay. Uh, this is the movie that made it in on a technicality because it did not at all do well. But it did top the box office when it came out. Oh, uh, West Side Story.
0: That wasn't what I was gonna say. But that's a great pick.
1: <laughs> Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. I didn't like th- gonna say Blade Runner. No, I. Uh, I'll throw again. Uh, Ma, did you check this one out? West Side Story. West Side we Story. still haven't seen it yet. No, I really great. Gotta see it. Yeah. Just uh, Best movie of the year. Just exciting, uh, invigorating. Felt okay. felt fresh, but also felt attuned to what this movie was <laughs> like. What. Forty years ago, I don't. I, yeah, uh,
0: sixties. So 60 so more. Yeah. yeah, I.
1: Yeah, it's just a, yeah. a an incredibly great expression of, one man's interpretation of an already great idea. Mm-hmm. I, just, it couldn't really have enjoyed it more unless it great. was the first time they made it. <laughs> uh it was really great. And the uh, the best movie, I think, that topped the box office since
0: uh, Avengers Infinity War came okay. out. Okay, So, here's my top five. You got it? I have a top five for you. Cool. It is the top five, and let me just count how many we have here. Um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45... Forty-five. Okay. So this is the top five Noah's top five lists that he's done <laughs> since doing the top fives. Now at I, number
1: five, yes, I just I do want to uh, I do want to point out that uh, I did not really settle into the. Uh, Theming the top five based on... Well, we weren't a, supposed to. ...or we based around a, a movie that had come out until early on, so... No, I'm that's really... true,
0: but I, I also... The first one I'm picking is the twelfth one you did, so I think by okay. then you
1: got it. Okay, all right, cool. Well, let's... Uh,
0: I'm, I'm very I'm very curious. And number five. Noah's top five Friends characters. Okay. And of course, in uh, ascending order, Phoebe Buffay, Joey Tribbiani, Rachel Green, Ross Geller, and Chandler Bing... Pretty much agree with those overall. Is this a is it, is this a list of like the
1: lists like that place five because you agree with the list or because you think it's a it's a little know, both okay
0: it's mainly because I agree with the placement of the lists okay of cool the, the list. gotcha. that was episode one eighty one January second twenty twenty two at number four the top five performances in West Side Story twenty twenty one's West Side Story. From episode 179, December 2nd, 2021. At number five, Corey Stoll as Lieutenant Shrank. At number four, Ariana Du Bois as Anita. Oscar-winning performance. David Alvarez as Bernardo was number three. Mike Faced as Riff was number two. And Rachel Zagler as Marie was number one. Um, you know, I think that uh, Du Bois could be, and Bernardo could flop around. Sure. But uh, that's really solid. At number three, we have the top five space movies. Ooh. From episode 186, February 6, 2022. At number five was Moon, then Armageddon, then You Had a Tie, Apollo 13 and The Martian, then Alien and 2001 A Space Odyssey. At number four, the top five streaming services. This is from the week before, episode 185, January 30th, 2022. HBO Max. Oh, no, the number one. We'll go descending order. Spoilers! HBO Max was number one, then Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, and Peacock. I feel good about that list. And finally, I think that's right. Your best top five. The top five Simpsons voice actors Ooh, from episode man. 166, August 29th, 2021. And number five, Nancy Cartwright, who does Bart among other voices. Uh, number four, Phil Hartman. Number three, Hank Azaria. Number two, Harry Shearer. Number one, Homer himself, Dan Castanoleta. I'm uh, uh, I'm
1: surprised you did not go with my top five numbers, one through five. Well, I didn't agree with a
2: lot of <laughs> Wait, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I ranked the numbers one through five. What was the, the order? I, <laughs> what was number five? Number five was three. What was number four? <laughs> four. What was number three? Two. What was number two? Five. Number One. One. <laughs> I mean, how can anything uh, but one be one?
2: I mean, yeah, I can't disagree with it. I would put five at one. <laughs> All
1: right, I mean, I had five at two. That's like, it's right there. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a, uh, that was a lot of fun. I have really enjoyed these top fives. Yeah, uh, and I'm glad that you have enjoyed five? some. Of I enjoy two. the real top five as well. Wonderful, I. So, yeah, our real top five uh, for this weekend. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness once again topped the box office with $31.6 million. It was a 48.8% drop. That is $342 million total. Wow. Downton Abbey in New Era opened at number two with $16 million. The Bad Guys came in at number three with $6 million. That was a 13.3% drop. That is up to $74.3 million. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came in at number 4 with 3.9. That was a 15.4% drop, and that has 181 million altogether. And Alex Garland's Men came in at number 5, opening at 3.2 million. Dethroning everything, everywhere, all at once for the yeah. fifth spot on the list. All
0: right, you're doing the analysis. Yeah. How all did right. We go. What happened this weekend?
1: I uh, so our feature presentation. Uh, I've decided should be Downton Abbey: A New Era, uh, the uh, the opener, the sequel to the uh, Downton Abbey movie, and then uh, follow up to the Downton Abbey show. Uh, Ahmad, were you a watcher of Downton Abbey? No. No. Uh, Brian and I both uh, both big fans. Uh, really great show. Great uh, show. First surprises you. First movie
2: was really enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. I. Uh, hey, do you think the second one will will hold up? I, I hope, hope so. so. A little
1: worse, but I think I'll have fun seeing <laughs> yeah. these characters. Okay. I. So yeah, this movie opened to sixteen million dollars. That was, uh, down from the uh, the original movie, which opened to thirty one. Wow. Was a big surprise hit back in twenty nineteen. Right. I. Uh, but this is not, a, as far as I can tell, not a huge cause for concern. I think this, this number is actually not, uh, not all that bad. Uh, this is a movie that is firmly aimed at older audiences, which is something uh, you and I have been talking about for uh, months now. Uh, and this one did uh, outperform similar movies that have come out in the past few months, uh, just in terms of the uh, demographic they're going for. You know, it uh, outgrows Death on the Nile... Outgrossed West Side Story, uh, House of Gucci from last year. Wow! I this was obviously not going to be as big a deal. The first Downton Abbey movie was an event because yeah. it's a
0: Downton Abbey movie. It was the first one. Seemed like the finale of the show. You know, yeah, like a big wrap up kind of. Random. I uh,
1: and the uh, the fan base was just was still uh, was still there and still ready to be excited. Now there's already been a Downton Abbey movie. A uh, a second one. Is not it's just inherently not the same kind of event, uh, so the uh, that combined with sort of the older audience suppression makes this drop to me uh, sixteen from thirty one seem pretty understandable. But it's still half as much as the first one did. So uh, yeah, I am uh, I am running the show right now, but Brian, I'm still going to throw to you. Is this drop too big? Um, it's
0: on the edge of too big. Okay, I think this is a big. Kind of uh, uh, opening, I would have wouldn't have been surprised if this opened a nine, you know, because with older adult movies, it's hard to gauge buzz because they don't go online, they don't tweet, they don't share things. Yeah, so it's they hard just to talk tell. to each other. <laughs> yeah, they watch like you know network television. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so it's hard to gauge whether they knew about it. And also, as you said, during the the pan- since the pandemic. Um, it's been so hard to get older moviegoers back to theaters. So House of Gucci was a good comp. I'm surprised it's made more. Well, that opened over Thanksgiving weekend, so that probably had a, a little bit of a bump there. Sure. The West Side Story one is very surprising, but that was in the midst of this, the huge winter wave of yeah. COVID that we had. But, um, no, it's good that they made more than those. The, you, know, you can't really compare it to the. it was never going to make 30 again. Yeah. Just the novelty had worn off and there wasn't a big hook. For this one. So it was never going to make that again. So 16 is very much like, okay, they got some older moviegoers out. Now the big test is going to be during the week because older moviegoers don't have jobs. They're retired. So if the numbers during the week are real solid and we get like a small hold, this could eke to 40, 50. And I think we, you know, we get face saving and then maybe wrap it up with a trilogy, maybe Christmas. Maybe we get Downton Ab 3. Yep. <laughs> That's what they'd call it. I think it should be around Christmas time uh, to get those legs and also just... All the seasons ended with a big Christmas special. Yeah. So why wouldn't the movie trilogy end with a big Christmas special? The English love their Christmas specials. That's how everything ends. They do a big Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, so I think they should for the for the final movie. But um, yeah, this this was a big test for adult moviegoers. The head of um, Focus was at a, a theater convention with a bunch of uh, theater owners and said, like, you know these are, like, our superheroes, you know, like, for as far as older movie-going goes, yeah. like, this is mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And it kind of worked. I was I was really, really expecting a sub-10 opening. But, like, this is in that area where, like... I, it's hard to figure out whether this is good or bad. So it's like, I would have rather this had been 19 or like 12. Yeah. So I could go, well, th- all right, if it's 12, okay, it is disappointing, but okay. And if it's 19, it's like, okay, all right, well but, done. It's 16, you're like, yeah, it was, yeah. but if, if it holds, then it'll be fine. And it's made, it opened uh, overseas um, earlier, so it's already at 50 million. So it'll probably get to a hundred. Worldwide, yeah, and it costs more. Costs forty. I,
1: uh, yeah. I just think it's been so hard to get movies that are like primarily and exclusively for yes. older audiences to have any kind of success at all for like since the, the theaters reopened, basically Which was a year ago. Yeah, so for this movie to be coming out and being like, oh, okay, that's that's all right. I actually think, like, to me, just seems like a huge win. Yeah. To be able to get, it's like, not any not sort of success at all.
0: It's not not a win. Yeah. It's it's a nice, solid number. Next weekend will tell the tale. Indeed. Uh,
1: also opening this week was Men, a new horror movie from Alex Garland, writer-director of some note, uh, opened to $3.2 million. Uh, okay. This was a, this is Alex Garland's third movie. Yeah. Uh, his first was uh, Ex Machina, which at its uh, you know opened It uh, was very like small, uh, small kind it made of made money movie. though, didn't it? know Did the number for it? Maybe not, like, uh, not, not off the top of my head, it. but I'm I d- pretty sure it made forty. I do have that at its uh, at its widest uh, opening, it uh, was better than three point two. I, uh, and then. I'm uh, pretty sure
0: it's, it was one of the H twenty fours. No, no, made twenty five. All right.
1: Yeah, it's it's more one of their like like their signature movies. Yeah, got nominated for which Oscars very early in their yeah, kind of uh, kind of put Alex Garland who'd written several uh, several acclaimed movies to that point yeah. on the map as like a guy to watch. Uh he wrote 28 Days Later, uh, Sunshine. Sunshine, uh Never Let Me Go, which is a movie that I've never seen People but like want to watch uh, about cloning and stuff. I uh, And then he followed it up with Annihilation. Uh yeah. It's your favorite movie my, of the year. My my favorite movie that year might have you ever seen Annihilation? No. Fucking rules. Yeah. That's gotta go on the list. Well,
0: he, he liked it a lot more than me, but it is good, yeah. It's uh, very heady. Yeah. Just prepare yourself. Okay.
1: It's uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of a weird movie, but it's like okay. Men love is it. also weird.
0: That Men is less weird than Annihilation. Disagree. No. For a <laughs> thousand Firmly disagree. percent. There is like in all there was like a big Orb that they walk in. There's like a big force field that they walk into.
2: Never mind. I have seen Annihilation. I've seen this movie. Okay. I have seen this movie.
0: There's like monsters, creatures, and stuff. Yeah, but. But like it's all. It all
1: progresses in such. The last like 25 minutes of men are just kind of
0: like. They're not as. They're just. I would say they're just as weird as the ending for Annihilation. Nah. Eh. Nah. (laughs)
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, I. Let's let's not let's not say weird. I'll get more specific. Men is less tethered to a sort of consequential reality than Annihilation yeah. is. Annihilation might have like more bizarre things happening in it. That's what but I, mean. but I think they they sort of like track A to B to C. Like you understand what's okay. happening, even if it's I'll not of that. our
0: world. I more meant um Men has the more weird shit in it. No, Annihilation has the more weird. Sure, but scene.
1: I, Yeah, but I th- I th- I think that quite a bit of men is more divorced from yeah, um, like what reality their is. Wives. Oh. Uh, yeah, quite a few men are divorced <laughs> from their wives. I uh, remind me to tell you guys about a, a conversation or two I had at work today about when we're men? done with this podcast <laughs> about wives more. Yeah. But uh, oh dear, I. Anyway, Annihilation opened to 11 million, uh, which is uh, significantly which is outpaces Also, men. bananas. Uh, yeah, very cool. When you cool. think about that kind of movie, uh, very, very good news for me. I, you know, Men had no stars in it. I love Jessie Buckley, but she's not quite a box office draw just yet. Uh, scored a D plus cinema score That's a uh, 24. Yeah, largely uh, due to the that last 25 minutes, minutes that yeah. we spoke of.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, it was funny. Some... We, we were in a crowded theater, and I, people kept walking in, and I would go, everyone's going to hate this movie. <laughs> Even though I hadn't seen it, but I kept seeing things, people being like, it's going to get an F Cinema score. Like if people yeah. aren't going to like it on Twitter. And I was like, no, none of these people really know that this is going to be weird in that way. And then as it was ending, I was like, I mean, she's just being like stalked by people. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's nice. Just, it's just about men. It's strange. <laughs> it's strange. Everyone looks the same, but she's just getting it. It's like a house invasion movie. Yeah. And then the 25 minutes, I look at it, and I'm like, okay. I get
1: yeah. <laughs> I get why. And then even within that twenty-five minutes, there's like a last ten. And
0: one couple where, did walk out.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Where you're like, oh dear, I. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, all of that is to say that this is not a particularly surprising number. It's not a good one. Yeah. Uh, but you kind of this you can't really hope for more with men. I do I love
0: a twenty-four in for the fences.
1: Look! Look how many theaters is opened. <laughs> I would love to. Uh twenty two
0: hundred. It's huge. That is huge. They uh, they were like, We did everything for all at once. We're crushing it. We're throwing this out there. It, our trailers make it look like a horror movie. People are gonna go see this. Yeah. And some did.
1: About hey, fourteen hundred
0: dollars worth of people per theater. I mean it's similar to what they did with like It Comes at Night, which had like yeah. no buzz really. Hereditary did have buzz. But they also released The Witch pretty wide. That did make money in yeah. its opening weekend, but that was because that just looked like a conventional horror movie and was at a time when that could make money. but no this this was of course gonna
1: happen yeah, you got uh, you do got to appreciate them uh, standing up for uh, yeah, for Weird their movies. movies, but like yeah, there's not much to be done there. i. Uh, yeah. In its second weekend, a uh, firestarter made firestarter 1.9. Is that like in reference to something, or is it just <laughs> or is it just because it like sounds like something some small German metal band would say? I <laughs> uh, <laughs> while well, you think about that, I uh, made 1.9 this weekend. Probably put your mic up to uh, when I get to <laughs> the park. Okay.
0: I. Uh, yeah. starter What? It's Prodigy. Thank you.
1: You don't know that uh, band? No. That song? I don't know either of those things.
0: <laughs> it's from the '90s. Very famous. Okay. Like a techno thing.
1: Me. starter I. Uh, yeah, it fell to 8th place, uh, $1.9 50% drop. Uh, you know, it hardly made any money they last week. They added one so. theater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they added a single yeah. theater. Why that do is, even do that? That's kind of peculiar. Uh, they must have seen, like, one region where it was making all of its money, and yeah. they were like, all right, throw them one theater. Uh, so, yeah, on the one hand,
1: like, a 50% drop is just kind of, like, baseline average. Uh on the other hand, this movie made so little money last right. week that it's still a lot of money to lose. Yeah, it's it's uh, not it's not
0: gonna cost ten million. Yeah. It's available on Peacock. No one knows it's coming out. It's not supposed to be good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh apologies to Firestarter. Blumhouse uh, yeah. tough. Yeah. Oh, is it Blumhouse? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's uh yeah. So it's probably cheap. Yeah. So that's good. They didn't lose much money, but they usually They, lost they usually hit with those. Uh in when our, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, even when
0: they're bad, like, they do okay. They usually make good... They usually put out good content. The stuff they... Didn't? They release to, like, streaming yeah. and shit. Isn't didn't you, uh... Didn't you not like,
1: uh, the... Not Truth or Dare. Is it Truth or Dare? Truth or Dare is one is of Is it, it Truth or Dare? Yeah. The one where they're, like, like, like... It's not very good, no. Okay. Yeah, but, like... That, they also yeah, did Fantasy did Island, which was garbage. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the worst movies in the world. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, in our spotlight's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness topped the box office once again, uh, made thirty-one point six million dollars, only a forty-eight percent drop, so kind of normalized from last week. We had the uh, we had the big front-loaded explosion of money, and then we had the large fall, and now we're just kind of riding it out. Uh, yeah. We have uh, we have equalized. It's crossed 800 million worldwide, wow. which uh, for the listeners at home is a lot. <laughs> yep. uh, and it's just gonna uh, just gonna keep going. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything uh, particular to add, yeah, about Doctor probably, Strange, at it this made time?
0: Forty million total this weekend. That can't be right. Uh, no, thirty-one. No, I know. I mean worldwide. Oh, I see. Okay. That can't be right. I, I don't think it's getting to a billion, which it seemed like it would after it came out and right before. Um, and I also don't think it's going to get to 400. It's possible still, but I think it's going to get its knees capped by uh, Top Gun. But the other thing with Top Gun is it's a very adult-skewing movie. There's not a lot of teens who are excited. I'm sure there are. Yeah. There's not a lot of kids who are going to go see Top Gun. 12-year-olds who are really jonesing for, to see what Maverick's up to. Um, so <laughs> they'll probably elect to still go see Doctor Strange. So it's gonna be a, it's going to be a race to 400 for them. Which, after its huge opening weekend, seemed like a guarantee. But it is leveling off. Next weekend is going to be a big weekend for it. How, yeah. how, how does it hold against competition? I uh, yeah. And then the uh, last thing
1: I want to particularly shout out, and not uh, yeah I'm not going to spend much time on it, but uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. At another 5% drop. Made another $3 million. Which means it's now... Uh, A24's highest grossing film. That's right. Wow. Uh, topping uncut gems uh we talked uh, we talked a little bit about this it last week and lost theaters too it uh, lost 150 yeah uh, 150 uh when does this say uh, we kind of decided quarter. That 60 million no not a quarter uh, yeah well yeah once, one is,
0: if it can what's it 52 yeah i told you, if it gets to 60 million that's yeah, like that's, a that's, kind that's of like when a, when big a big big story kind again of, yeah yeah uh... yeah because like 50 is is great for this kind of movie it's very strange it's starring nobody yeah you know box office note but um things can get to 50 you know sure. ladybird got to 50 and uh and and so if it gets to 60 especially when it opened to such a a kind of conservative amount. It's going to be a yeah. big deal, and I think it will now. Ah, uh, yeah, Ma, do you if caught can, this one yet? If it can not hold yet. the theater. I really want to see it. It's though. fantastic. All right. yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I'd I've... see it in
0: a theater if you guys can. It's really okay. great.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's so cool. It's yeah. uh, it's okay. it is. Cur- it's I mean, sweet. not a not a lot of competition, but it is uh, certainly my favorite movie of the year so oh, far. Thousand oh, wow. I
0: took uh, I took my mom. Yeah, and I was like, we need to get one of those things with subtitles in the theater oh yeah because oh, she, she can't hear anything anyway and the movie is very the first hour is very ex, ex-, ex- what is the word exhibition heavy yeah but that's exposition exposition yeah heavy of course, um because the they're word. explaining multiverses but they're doing it uh. in thick asian accents in hushed whispers because uh. they're in a closet and i'm like this is such a pivotal scene and they're hard to, they you know, it's 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 tough to understand because the accent, and they're just whispering, and she can't hear. So we went in, we saw an IMAX, and we got um, a thing you put it in the cup holder, and it's like an arm. Oh that yeah, sits in fromio, oh, I hate those things. And it like digitally reads it out. Yeah, and it worked for the most part. It was very okay. really interesting. All right. And, uh,
2: so is the screen just words, or is the movie also no? On the it's screen? just it's
0: just the words. It's oh. like four lines. Because that way it's like, it's like, there's like a little visor over it so the people uh, behind you can't really see. Yeah. And then it'll just go. And some of, you know, it obviously missed some stuff. Sure. But for the most part it hit it and she was, I didn't, I told her what it was about, but I knew that it was the emotional punch of it was what was going to get her. Yeah. You know, not like the multiverse <laughs> part where they're fighting people. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, she just has to wait. And they're like talking about an everything bagel and she's laughing at that. I'm like, that is funny, but you just wait. <laughs> And then the emotional shit hit, and she starts crying. And she looks at me, and, and the movie ended, and she's crying, and she just goes, "What did you, what did, what did you do to me? Like, <laughs> why did you do this?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I know." Yeah, it's
1: really great. It's a very cool movie. I uh, and then uh, you know a little uh, little preview for next week. We will be talking about the lost city. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, but not very quite exciting. There yet. It's
0: been three three weeks now in Paramount Plus or two weeks. Yeah. Still making
1: money. Still, uh, still holding on. Then that's all I got for the box office. Brian, did you have any uh, anything else that uh, caught no, your eye?
0: No, I'm, I'm looking around. Um, everything had a pretty small drop, which is nice. But uh, no, I don't really have anything of note, so you're good to go. All
1: right, well then let's move on to uh, the uh, special edition of everyone's oh, favorite game. He's very excited uh, about this. We've been doing uh, Did It Make More or Less Than. For yeah. uh, for some time now, uh, with the box, we've been doing TED. Uh, what else do we do? We did uh, Shrek Forever home? After. No, that it? was the ads. Uh, yeah, it was Home. Did it make more or less than Home? I uh, there was a uh, brief edition of uh, Did it make more or less than Finding Dory? Really? I uh, so I've uh, I've kind of broadened the horizons. For this uh, this one week edition of Did it make more or less than? Uh, each of uh, each of you will get to participate in uh, in in your own matchups. I've got oh. three matchups for Ahmad and three matchups for Brian. Okay. nice. I uh, so what we're going to be looking at rather than picking one movie and uh, giving you three to compare against, I've taken the uh, for Ahmad the top fifteen grossing movies of all time. Or I've chosen from there, rather. For Brian, I've chosen from 16 through 30. And you're going to have to tell me just whether one made
0: more or less than the other. So we're saying whether it's on my list or Ahmad's list. Oh, no. No, this is the... Of the uh, the top 30 grossing movies of all time... You're picking matchups out of those. Ahmad's
1: came from the top 15. I got you. you. A little more recognizable, a little more... uh, Can I steal points? uh, (laughs) (laughs) No. I... And yours come from 16 through 30, where it gets a little yeah, sure. hazier, though I still expect you to do. That's a good. Uh, this is good. Fairly well. I. Uh, so we're gonna go uh, top down first. So Ahmad, yes. are you ready to play? I am ready. All right. Your uh, first question. We'll start off with a. Uh, we'll start off with a big one. Did Avatar <gasps> make more or less than Titanic? Ooh. Uh, the James Cameron, two of the uh, at uh, at their own time highest grossing movies
2: ever made. I am going He's, to say. Did I
0: give away the answer?
2: <laughs> I, I am going to say that Avatar made more than Titanic. Uh,
1: that is correct, and yes, Brian, I suppose you're right. That does technically. Giveaways. I mean, re-releases and stuff. A lot of these things sure, didn't sure. just make their money sure. from the first time. I. But yeah. yes, both of uh, James Cameron's movies, uh, yeah. Avatar, they did, did they make both, more. Or less both of them did become the highest. Than wrestling Titanic. Wrestling Amadi, ready for Avatar two to become the newest
2: highest. The way of Water movie of all time. I don't know if I am ready. <laughs>
0: did you like the trailer I, for The Way of Water when you saw Doctor Strange?
2: Um, it was okay. It was okay. It, it didn't really excite me. Thing, but. I, Dude, I don't like the title. I
1: uh, <laughs> I I agree. Though, I don't know. I mean, we can't... At this point, I, we cannot sit here and laugh at James Cameron. I know. It's no, just... It's no, going to no. happen. I appreciate... Only Catherine
0: Bigelow has that right. I appreciated <laughs> how low-key it was. That it wasn't like, this is going to be epic. It's like, wasn't it nice to be here? Yeah. <laughs> and won't you want to visit again? <laughs> like, nice feelings. You know? Instead of like, oh, this is going to fucking rock! It was like, oh, this seems so sweet and... Look at the water and the way of it. Yeah. Alright,
1: uh, moving on to our second matchup. Uh, two more sister movies. Ahmad, did Avengers Infinity War make more or less than Avengers Endgame? Well, the episode we started on. Yeah, Infinity, Infinity War, War. Brought this whole thing about. It was another, uh, another reason I included it in this game. That's right. It's a very special movie to us in particular and to no one else. <laughs> We have a claim yeah, we like on it. an Affinity In for Infinity
2: War. I am going to say... Oh, man, that's tough. I'm going to say Infinity War made less.
1: That is correct. That's correct. You are two for two. That's correct. I, Yes, Infinity War did incredibly well, but Avengers Endgame I did Uh, stupidly well. (laughs) I listened,
0: I'll show you the notes for the episode when Endgame opened and all the stats I had about it making, how much it made on opening weekend It's wild.
1: Uh, And your final question. Uh, Did Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker... Which is the third one. Yes. Okay. uh, In in, in the new trilogy. Yeah, episode nine of the trilogy. Did that make more or less than Rogue One A Star Wars Story? Which
0: was the... um, the one that came out after the re- the Force Awakens, yeah,
1: sort of the first little offshoot. Yeah, they were gonna do the episodes and, and then stories. also the little every, every you know, the year there'd be a yeah. Star Wars film.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. And nine was the kind of finale it was of, finale of right. the Skywalker Next, saga.
1: That was yeah. the movie that came out and then has not been followed by any more Star Wars films. <laughs> no, they finished.
2: I'm going to say, it made more than Rogue One.
1: The Rise of Skywalker made less than Rogue uh, One, unfortunately. The amount unfortunately. of people... They just
0: announced that John Watts is doing, like, an 80s version of a Star Wars movie. Like, a Star Wars movie that's going to feel like an 80s kind of coming-of-age huh. movie. Uh-huh. And I was like, how many... First of all, he left Fantastic Four because those no superhero movies, and he just <laughs> signed up for a Star Wars movie. Um, but I just... I found it funny that, like, the amount of people who have signed on to make Star Wars movies since, like, you know, Benioff and Weiss... Game of Thrones we're gonna yeah. have a trilogy Ryan Johnson was, and was gonna have a trilogy and then they actually said he's busy with the knives that's up but we're gonna do it um so many people John other people that I'm not even remembering uh, Patty Jenkins was gonna have a Star Wars movie Rogue Squadron yeah yeah that's not a thing anymore like they they keep hiring people they, and not making anything they completely
1: ruined their franchise and then they had a hit TV show and they're like all right more TV shows all TV <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because uh, they can't learn lessons. All right. Brian, Ahmad, you did very well. Uh, that was was That was two for three. Oh, two for three. Right. That, is a, uh, that is a victory in this edition of Did It Make More or Less Than. But Brian, are you ready to play? Yes. Your slightly harder version. <laughs> uh, your first question. We're talking Wait. animated Wait. sequels here. <laughs> did okay. Frozen 2 yep. make more then. or less yeah. than Finding Dory? Oh. <sighs> More now, Frozen Two made less than Finding Dory. must've been close though. Uh, yeah, all of these are going to be uh, oh, fairly close fine. and related to each other. I uh, for your second question, we're talking breakout sequels. Did The Hunger Games: Catching Fire mm-hmm. make more or About less four, four twenty to
0: four thirty
1: than Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest?
0: I'm going to say. God, those are so close. Those numbers. <laughs> I know they're so close. You're going to tell me the differential when we're done with this. Um, I'm going to say Catching Fire made more. I, uh, I've i gone... Uh, uh, sorry, I navigated away. Oh, i cross-eyed. It's, it's,
1: Catch, <laughs> <laughs> Catching Fire <laughs> did make more than Dead Man's Chest. Uh, and yeah, remind me to look that up. Uh, look up the numbers again later. I Then finally, I just a uh, movie that caught my eye on the list and wanted to feature... Did E.T., the extraterrestrial? Yeah, at one time the highest grossing movie of all time. Make more or less than Captain, Captain Marvel. Captain
0: Marvel. Oh, more. That is true. Yeah. But I
1: don't I don't think by I don't think by
0: as much as uh, uh, E. T. E.T.'s in the five hundreds. And Captain Marvel is, I'm pretty sure.
1: Well No, that can't be true because you just correctly identified that E. T. made more than Captain is that Marvel. that what I said? Yeah.
0: Is that what I meant? <laughs> oh, congratulations to you. <laughs> I'm looking this shit up now. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, so according to the list I looked up, E.T. did. E.T.'s has... at
0: 435. Uh-huh. No, you're wrong about this. That list is wrong. Yeah, I was just say Captain Marvel's at, oh, 430 426, okay. Oh, who's wrong now? <laughs>
1: Giving uh, you half
0: a point right. for challenging. Oh no, I definitely got it right. <laughs> you threw down your challenge flag. That's not how any sport works. That is a touchdown. Ooh, I'm sorry, you challenged me. We'll take away those points. There are <laughs> challenges in every sport. Yeah, but when you, you unsuccessfully get a challenge, you are not reduced points.
1: You're reduced timeouts, and we don't have those. This <laughs> podcast, uh, it's like
0: soccer. The clock just keeps going. <laughs> that wouldn't be funny. And we in add football. Time. If you throw a challenge and you're out of timeouts, and they're like, well,. It didn't work, so we're taking away some points.
1: If you if you challenge the validity of a touchdown, if you go to the refs and be like, "I'll take the points," but
0: you're wrong. I was out of bounds, and they look at it. And you were out of bounds. You're losing the touchdown. But I didn't say Captain Marvel made more. I thought I did, but I apparently didn't. <laughs>
1: no, you. No, you're right. You first said it, and then you told me I was wrong, and so you get half a point. And it's a push. This is bullshit! You're, you never, ni- you're
0: never running an episode again. You neither win nor lose. This is, this is lose. gonna be the final episode. I am the arbiter. of so so than- This is gonna be the final episode.
1: This uh, is gonna be the final episode. You have neither won nor lo- lost. Uh, congratulations to Ahmad for decisively win. Oh, you mean Ahmad, my new co-host? <laughs> I. Uh, all right. Come and gone from a the theater near you, Brian. You ready to go back in time? Yeah. To a time from
0: before. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know. I know you're gonna take that into. Yeah. Me being wrong. Go ahead. 2014.
1: This is May 16th. There are uh, two movies of note here. One of them, I don't think I'm going to have anyone guess, but will be uh, at least of some interest to uh, our good uh, our good guest Amad here.
0: 2014. Yeah, so that was a lame summer. Not a lot of movies made a lot of money. That well, was an Alice in Wonderland sequel, was it? No, that no. was later. Um, Maleficent. No, that was the next weekend then. What opened that summer? Well two things Winter Soldier <laughs> was in April so that right. was on the list yeah that was uh, was in its seventh weekend right that didn't open the the movie season um, was in 15 was Avengers 2014 was what
1: hmm. I
0: don't know give me a clue
1: all right this movie uh, reinvigorated a long-standing franchise.
0: Oh, X Men: Days of Future Past. No, <laughs> must have been the next weekend. <laughs> Why couldn't you have done Memorial Day?
1: I. Uh, it has a. Uh, uh, it has since featured one direct sequel, and. I. Uh, how to uh, how best to put this. Has kind of uh, participated in a cinematic universe of its own as well. This movie and its sister franchise. Sister. Uh, yes, it is
0: sisters. <laughs> Ooh, you can see them both. Um, what uh, did we see this? Yes, we like it? Yes, quite good. Quite good. Yes. Do we like the sequels?
1: Not as much. no. Did we see the spin-offs? Yes, we like those?
0: not as much. How many spin-offs? I So this and are the I, spin-off sequels of themselves or is it like spin-off into like two different franchises?
1: No, there's a, a there's a separate parallel franchise. Parallel. I just in that kind of they're both existing on their own planes okay. and then they coalesced for a movie.
0: Huh. I So there was a team-up movie of some kind.
1: Yeah, you could say that. I idea in the uh the first movie of the sister franchise we enjoyed though not as much as we did this movie and then the team-up movie was not very good
0: oh godzilla yeah there it is <laughs> uh yes godzilla <laughs> i see okay 2014 um, 90 93 thing yeah. <clears throat> yeah 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 big weekend people thought it was gonna be all monsters all the time yeah it was it, uh, it was, was very exciting it was very slowly paced. It was, it was good, though. That, that cinematography still yeah. crushes Ma, did you catch the 2014 Godzilla? I don't think I did. It's good. I mean, it's, it's... Again, it's like... It's good, but it's not what you want from a Godzilla movie. But, like, the cinematography is mm-hmm.
1: gorgeous. Yeah. I disagree. I think it was... I think it it was what I wanted. It took it... It deliberately took its time and was like, you're not gonna get Godzilla. You're not gonna get Godzilla. <laughs> but, like, the stuff we're doing before yeah, Godzilla it, is compelling. It, like, mm-hmm. other monsters. I... And then once Godzilla starts sh- like shows up for the last forty minutes of the movie or whatever, outstanding, okay. out of this world.
0: And the cinematography is great. The trailer was a bunch of Marines parachuting down into the city through. I'll show you the trailer through like clouds. Uh-oh. And then it's they just like they're like right in the middle. It's very cool. It's yeah. good. It's good. Yeah. Ah uh, yeah. I my
1: queue. All right, and then our uh, our other movie. We're just gonna go straight to the. Uh, the description, Brian. We're gonna see how many words. Oh, uh, how many words? Uh, this this movie opened in fourth place. Okay.
0: A sports agent. Stop. Million dollar arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it on a sports agent. Uh, fourteen.
1: Uh now that one was just ten. Oh, okay. 10 and a half. half. All right. Uh, Amad, do you know why Million Dollar Arm is of interest to you? I don't. I uh, do you know what Million Dollar Arm is? No. Okay, so Million Dollar Arm is the story of... Uh, it's the, based on a true story of a sports agent uh stages an unconventional recruitment strategy to get talented Indian cricket players to play Major League Baseball. Oh. And one of them in particular uh, is a man with a Million Dollar Arm. He's, a, uh, he's got an incredible pitch. Okay. Uh, and this caused some, uh, some kerfuffle, but uh, didn't amount to anything. The man with the Million Dollar Arm has gone on to be none other than Monday Night Raw's Veer Mahan. What? A former cricket player turned Veer Mahan.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, that's awesome. I'm going to watch it just because of it. <laughs> it also stars John Hamm.
1: It does star really? John Hamm, presumably as the sports agent mm-hmm. <laughs> and not as Veer Mahan. He's the wow. quarter million dollar arm. Yeah. John Hamm. Uh, yeah.
2: so yeah oh, wow. young beer
1: yeah very much <laughs> well, seven uh,
0: years ago eight years ago
1: yeah fun that's stuff wild. and that's uh, yeah. that is all we have for come and gone
0: okay so Noah throughout our 200 episodes you have given a lot of predictions yeah all of them right well no uh, no that brings me to what we're doing here I shouldn't have taken that half point away yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to go over your, your hits anymore. <laughs> it's all going to be failures. We, you remember when we used to do before the pandemic when it just became hard to kind of gauge predictions weekly? Um, we did this weekly. Yeah. And you got a lot of those, not a lot, but you got a b- bunch of those. I have a collection of what seems to be quite a few uh, that you nailed. Dr. Sleep. You said it would open to 14. It opened to 14.1. Midsommar, you said it would open to 10. It opened to 11. Underwater, seven. Right on the nose. Underwater. Seven. So here are some early reactions. Yep. This would be the trailer reactions that we'd watch that you hadn't seen, and then you'd give your instant prediction. Months yeah. In advance. Let's go through some of your biggest whiffs and some of your biggest... I want so, to think of one that rhymed yeah. to go with whiffs, but <laughs> biffs is also negative. It is. Sniffs doesn't track. No. You think of it. I'm going to keep doing this. All right. You said Christopher Robin would open to $84 million. <laughs> Why? Why do you I say have that? do to go back and listen to the episode. And <laughs> you hit uh, me with a bat? <laughs> it opened to twenty four and a half. You yeah. Th- you said the... Happy Time Murders would open to forty-five. Okay, that it, I mean, uh, it opened to nine and a half.
1: Obviously, didn't work out, but I still think that was defensible. If that movie had not been just completely awful in every way, and had instead in, had instead been good, that
0: could have been a thing. You said Ralph breaks the Internet would make eighty-five. It made eighty-four point seven. Ooh. Whoa. You said that Widows would make 38 and lead to Daniel Kaluuya being nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which also didn't happen. Uh, it opened to
1: 12.3. Yeah, that was a shame. Criminal. I mean,
0: disappointing movie.
2: Criminal. You don't like that movie? No.
0: Oh, I like that
2: movie. What's the fan?
1: And also, Kaluuya should have been, been nominated
2: for that movie, absolutely.
1: That guy rules.
2: Um.
0: You said that let's see. Did
1: I specify that he would be nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Widows? Widows. (laughs)
0: Well he had already I think he had already been nominated for Get Out, so Yeah, but it did it did lead to a supporting actor nomination nomination. nomination and a win. And a win. And a
2: win. Fair (laughs) point. Fair
0: point. We call that one a push. (laughs) Okay. Um you said that it too would open to 140. It opened to 91. Oof. You said that Ad Astra would open to 4. It opened to 19. Ad Astra opened to 19? <laughs> Good Lord. You said that Cats would open to 30. Open opened to 6.
1: That was one of the biggest flops of the 21st century.
0: <laughs> you said that, there's just a few more here. You said that. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, we're going to end with two similar ones. Okay. You said that How to Train Your Dragon 3 would open to 55, and Creed 2 would open to 56. Okay. They opened to exactly that. Wow. Both those movies. So what have you I'm, learned <laughs> from Noah Domus over the years? I Have you changed the way that you make predictions? I mean,
1: I like to think I've gotten a little better at it. Like you say, we haven't done the weekly model in no. quite a while. I <clears throat> uh, yeah, and the the trailer model's always been kind of a crapshoot. Though I feel right. like I feel like I've I've gotten like more in the ballpark more often than like guessing Christopher Robin. Sure. I, uh, but I don't know. I mean, we should uh, uh, maybe we, maybe we reinstitute the uh, the weekly guesses. See, okay. uh, we can test my uh, test my metal, I so that. to
2: speak. All right. Also, I mixed up widows with the kitchen. I hated the kitchen, not widows. <laughs> I was, gonna, oh, we, I was yeah. gonna talk to you about it after. <laughs> did you see widows? I did see widows. I liked widows. <laughs> I thought widows. it was the. I thought it was the kitchen. <laughs> okay. So <it> the... <laughs> I
0: thought maybe you saw the Liam Neeson kiss at the beginning and just couldn't <laughs> couldn't get back from that. You just couldn't get back on track with that movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, widows is great. The kitchen's not.
2: Yeah, no, that was that was terrible.
0: All right, I think it's time. Let's do it. Let's finish this tournament. The grand, finally. Multiplex Sadness. We have spent hundreds (laughs) of hours on this fucking thing, watching terrible movies. And it was all for you, and it was all for this tournament. We are looking for the biggest flop of the 21st century. 64 contenders on the bracket. We've narrowed it down to two. The winner of the Nora Ephron Division, the star crashed vehicles, Battlefield Earth, the one seed against the winner of the Mel Brooks Division, the comedy films, Gigli, the seventh seed. I don't think we've had either of these in the finals before. I, yeah, I I suspect that you're correct there. The Nora Ephron Division winner was Romantic Comedy, that was My Big Fat Greek Wedding in 2000. And that didn't make it, and it was Pretty Woman in the 90s. So these are two fresh genres that have yet to make it to the finals, and here they are. This is a huge matchup. What do we think going into this? How do we think we'll do? I think we should... I, I The last time we did this all together, well, for the 2001, or no, for the first one we did, we wrote down who we thought would win beforehand, and then the other person would read it. I think we should each text each other. Mm-hmm. So Noah, you text yeah. me. I'll text the model. The model text Noah. We won't look at the text that we get sent until afterward. Okay. So, so our hold prediction on. of the winner of this matchup. Right. Up. So don't send it just yet, because then it might pop up while you're sure. Doing this. Uh...
1: Very excited about
0: this. All right, ready? We all written yeah. down. Yeah. All right, let's click send. One, two, three, send. All right. <laughs> Almost came up on my computer. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, to, I <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys phone. got those watches? Yeah, I got watch and my computer that I'm looking at. <laughs> right, it
1: just good. Slides <laughs> into the top right. I'm just. I am a. Uh, I'm at a. I'm at a disadvantage here.
0: Yeah. Don't flip open your phone until later. <laughs> yeah. Um. We just have power five. Power on the old Nokia. For the last time, we have five. Criteria: The first movie to win three of those wins the working title in the finale of Multiplex Sadness. Noah, what are our five criteria?
1: Our five criteria are uh, smaller profit relative to budget, worse movie, easier road to success, further
0: from success, and legacy. Here we go. The one seed, Battlefield Earth, was released May 12, 2000. Opening weekend: at 11 million dollars. Budget of 80. Final gross twenty seven domestic and twenty nine world well, Twenty nine worldwide. Gili was was released August first two thousand and three. Opening weekend three million budget of fifty four. Final gross was six seven million worldwide. Does it feel like before we get this? Does it feel like these are the two that we're gonna make this make it here? Uh, I feel like these are two of a, of a
1: few. Yeah. Like I I think there definitely could have been a world where Pluto Nash was involved. Pluto Nash, uh, yeah. Evan
0: Almighty could have been in here. Sure. Uh, yeah. Son of the Mask really made a push. It made yeah, as, it, as it did. Seed.
1: But I think, uh, yeah, I, I think these two are both very deserving finalists. <laughs> I yeah. think
0: that Gigli, if Gigli didn't have Justin Barthas' character, I don't know if it makes it this far. No, mm. no, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't lose an enormous amount of money, but it is an inconceivable <laughs> plot. <laughs> yeah. um, bigger profit relative to budget. Battlefield Earth had a budget of 80. It made 29. That's profit of 37. Gili had a budget of 54. It made 7. Profit of 13. Point one goes to Gili. That's 20% of the points. Quality of movie. This is yeah. a big discussion here. What do we think was the worst film? Ahmad, you're our guest. We made you watch these. <laughs> Which one was the worst?
2: This was very tough. Because both of these movies are bad in so many different ways. I I had to I had to have it come down to if I had to watch one of these movies again. Had to. Gun to my head. Sure. What would it be? Um and because because I I also don't like too many sci fi movies, I had to go with Gili, as uh,
0: here's what I have to tell you, Mod. If somebody has a gun to your head and says, "Which do you want to watch?", he's he's gonna make you watch the opposite of what you pick. <laughs> he's not gonna just go, "Oh, is this what you prefer? Great, can I get you a blanket? Would you like some popcorn?" He's gonna go, "Ah, oh, you want to watch Gili, eh? Battlefield Earth."
2: <laughs> That's a fair point.
0: But he he says Gili is the worst one.
2: You say Gili is the worst. Oh no, film.
0: you say Battlefield Earth is the worst.
2: No, I picked I picked Gili. Okay, I picked okay. Gili.
1: Alright. No. So that's two points for Gili on a mod scorecard. I this to me is both tough and like surprisingly not. I feel the same way. I in that it's tough because I look at Gili and I think how could anything be demonstrably worse <laughs> than Gili? But at the same time To my eyes, Battlefield Earth is, like, noticeably worse of a movie. It is a just kind of so ineptly put together and, like, incompetently made that, like, Gigli's biggest mark against it is that it's incredibly offensive and also, like it's like 80% of it is just people monologuing at each other about, like... Gender roles. The, yeah, about gender roles uh, in the least interesting and most ham-fisted way. I, but, battle, but, like, it's... It is, in a certain way, sort of, like... technically, fundamentally sound in a way that I think Battlefield Earth just is not. Uh, so my vote here is Battlefield Earth. I agree... With
0: Noah, 100%. I think that Gigli, if you take out Justin Bartha, it's just a stupid movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a mess. There were clearly rewrites in it. You know, there's a scene that's just from the other draft entirely. Battlefield Earth is poorly made on every level. The performances in Battlefield Earth are much worse than they are in Gigli. The dialogue is much worse than it is in Julie. Not even to mention the visual effects, which like Julie doesn't have any. But the competency of the filmmaking is much worse in in Battlefield Earth.
1: And this is I want I want to make sure uh, and, you know I don't want, I, I won't speak for you, but having said many of the same things, you like Julie, uh, yeah, Julie's great. <laughs> now, the just the things you shouted out there the uh, the performances and the dialogue in Julie mm-hmm. are dreadfully bad. Yes. Ben Affleck is ben, ben horrendous. Ben Affleck is terrible. Jennifer Lopez in is Gili. fine. She, she's yeah. fine. Uh, the dialogue in Geely is god awful. Yeah. But
0: somehow, <laughs>
1: Battlefield Earth's <laughs> yes. dialogue is worse. I, uh, I agree with that. So we have it. Uh, currently, Ahmad has Geely up 2 0. Brian, okay. you and I have this as a tie ball game.
0: All right. Harder road to success. Battlefield Earth opened at number two. Against Gladiator in its second weekend, U-571 in its fourth. In its second weekend, Battlefield Earth dropped 66%, based on the book by L. Ron Hubbard, the um, creator of Scientology. And there was controversy at the time of release, as John Travolta is a noted Scientologist, of was the film funded by the Church, is it propaganda for the Church? Turns out neither of those were true, as far as we know. Starring John Travolta, who's three years after Faceoff, was a big career-defining hit, and a year after the General's daughter made 102 domestic... Gigli opened at number 8 against American Wedding's first weekend, Spy Kids 3D Game Over second, and Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl's fourth. It dropped to 18 in its second weekend, making $600,000, an 82% drop. Starring Ben Affleck, six months after Daredevil was a hit, and a year after Changing Lanes did well, critically and commercially, and Some of All Fears was a hit. Also starring Jennifer Lopez, two years after The Wedding Planner made $60 million domestic, and a year after Made in Manhattan made ninety-four. Of course, they were dating at the time. Actually, engaged in November of 2002. The tabloids went crazy for them. Benefar was the first portmanteau celebrity couple. Battlefield Earth: three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, nine on Metacritic. Gigli, six on Rotten Tomatoes, eighteen on Metacritic. So we're talking easier road to success here. Which of these
1: movies, on paper, should have been a slam Is dunk? Is it the sci-fi
0: epic from John Travolta? Or is it the romantic comedy starring the two, the biggest couple in the world? My, uh... When you put
1: it just that way, <laughs> uh I do... That's what they were. I do think uh it could be argued against Geely's case that the competition was uh, really stiff. I, That's true. American Wedding is directly competing with everything that Geely's doing. Mm-hmm. I... Spy Kids is taking the kids and, and the pirates. Pirates is just kind of taking everybody else.
0: Yeah. I mean, Spy Kids takes the kids, which takes the parents. Yes, I. Uh, but back in my day, this never happened. But you know, you drop the kids off at one movie and you go see another movie. It let's be in the lobby when the movie starts.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've been a part of that uh, experience yeah. several times. I I'm inclined to still say Gili here for easier road. I. Two two big movies and a big or two big movie stars, a big couple, uh, making a couple movie for couples, I with a fifty million dollar budget. It's just, it seems like a slam dunk. Battlefield Earth. Like not everyone likes sci-fi movies,
0: right? Not everyone likes sci-fi movies. John Travolta, you know, he's he can carry a movie, but he's not bulletproof. And then at that point, eighty million is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I'm inclined to agree. I think that Geely's lower budget really helps on paper make this seem like, oh yeah, we should definitely do this. Yeah,
2: uh, Mod, how are you feeling? I actually I voted for Battlefield Earth for this one. Okay, all right, um, keeping things. interesting. I thought that John Travolta as the big name, and then maybe all of the all of the hullabaloo that went to get the movie made might. You know, have people wanting to go see it just to see if it actually turned out sure. well. Sci-fi versus, you know, Benefer's rom-com. Um, I okay. gave the easier one to Battlefoot Earth. All right. all right.
0: What are we looking at?
1: We've uh, we've all got it uh, two-one in Geely's favor. Okay. So this could wrap it up. This is a uh, this is an elimination easier game.
0: Easier road to success. Nope. Further from <laughs> further from that success. <laughs> um. Listen, I'm two glasses of tequila in here. You'll have to forgive me. And uh, we do. Good. Wholeheartedly. You have to. What, um, what do we think here? I think that
1: in the in the way that you and I agreed that Battlefield Earth is kind of like fundamentally flawed, its bones are bad in the way that Geely is not. Geely was just supremely poorly executed i uh, that i think is a big point to me in battlefield earth's favor you can change i uh, you know you can change a release date you can give it a higher budget so the effects aren't the worst you've seen in a movie i uh, you can have a uh, you can give it a better script you can have this movie penned by a savant i uh, i but it just seems that the inception of Battlefield Earth to me was kind of rotten, uh, and just like you can't succeed on that bad a movie. Bad movies succeed all the time, you know. Your your Transformers franchise, those like those movies are probably objectively speaking just not very good. Uh, I know you uh, you ride for the first one, but like lots of them hit. But they're not bad in the way that Battlefield Earth is What movies? Transformers? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I like the first one and the last third of the third one. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Chicago part. But
1: several more than that succeeded. Uh, But that's a different kind. That's just, like, bad.
0: That's not not, rotten at its core. Yeah, it's not, like, um, not inept. But it's not, like, Transformers isn't, like, a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. They right. didn't. They didn't screw up their movie. Yeah, they, yeah, it worked That's pretty well. That's the movie they wanted to make.
1: I. Uh, so I. I mean, Gili does have several big points in his favor, though. Uh, I already mentioned the opening weekend. Yeah. Uh,
0: does Gili needs
1: to get away from this weekend? Yes. Uh and Maybe all, a
0: Valentine's Day.
1: Oh. And also, just like needs to exercise Justin Bartha from the process. And no. I mean that literally. Like, they need a priest. <laughs> they need to consult the Vatican and get approval to remove Justin Bartha from the film. That's funny. Thank you.
0: Um, um, so which one are you voting for? I'm, Do you I'm, know yet, or are just talking out
1: loud? No, I'm, I'm just talking out loud. I'm leaning Battlefield Earth here Among? because of the integrity of it. I was
2: I was willing to be swayed on this one because I found this one tough. Now to clarify, the script where the script is not included no. in this, right? Like yeah. we're not Yeah, if considering if, that.
1: if you can identify like a particular thing like I we we haven't we haven't been saying like the script of Gigli is bad. Mm. Because all these s- scripts are bad. Yeah. But we have we have been saying that the treatment of the uh, mentally ill. And Justice right. Barthas' uh, character yeah.
0: is part of the plot of the movie. It's yeah. not like he was written poorly in the script. Gotcha, he should gotcha. have been written in the script. Right.
1: Yeah. I uh, So yeah, it's, it's it's fair game to identify like a specific and particular thing. Okay. Without just saying like this movie sucks. I You're I gave
2: my point to Jilly Because of the Justin Bartha of it all, yeah, I thought that (laughs) was—I think that's big. It's a lot to overcome.
1: (laughs) It's a—it's an inexcusable event. The things that
0: have happened in that movie, but um, I I could be swayed
2: toward Battlefield Earth if
0: Battlefield needs um, a a star, someone who's not Barry Pepper. Yes, Barry Pepper (laughs) is back in the news. It needs someone else in it with Travolta, um, and it needs more money to make it look like a real movie. But its release date is solid, yeah. relatively. You know the, who knew that Gladiator would be such a big hit? And and even if it's a big hit, it still, you know, made like what like twenty four. Like that's not that's not a huge you know amount yeah. of competition. Gili needs the script changed, like the plot changed. It needs a new release date, and that's really all it needs. But that's what, those are two big things. Yes. Like a, a portion of your movie needs to be entirely rewritten. So, I think of Gili. I think that that plot point is really hard. That that needs to be changed. I think that's the hardest thing to change. Right. Yeah. Uh, you have to redesign your whole movie my vote is officially
1: going to be for Battlefield Earth here because I think that the uh, yeah just I guess just the filmmakers involved in making this movie have such a tenuous grasp on what it is to make a movie that I think I think they worth further from making Battlefield Earth a success and just like baseline competent Alright. Than uh yeah. Tough, tough tough. Than the Gili writers. So then uh Ahmad, we come to you for Yo. an official decision here.
2: Uh I'm gonna stick with Gili.
1: Stick with Gili. What are we looking at? Well, I've tallied the scores and you both have Gili as the winner, and that makes
0: Does that mean that Gili wins? Because yeah. we could also pick Battlefield Earth for this next one, which would tie it up. No,
1: I'm no, you've got uh, you guys have uh Gigli three games to one right now if you uh... both pick it. For bet three three 2 others, It's 3-2. Wow. Uh, a movie, movie that both to, of its... I got it tied there.
0: A movie that both of its stars say, isn't that bad? just <laughs> yeah, they ro- wrong. <laughs> just won the tournament to find the biggest flop of the 21st century, Multiplex Sadness, the winner, the seventh seed, coming out of the Mel Brooks wow. division, Gili. Wow.
1: Just a... An oversight on our part. What the are you going to do? The seventh seed, yeah, sure. I... Congratulations, to to Geely. Win. No. Geely winning. You Guys, say? hang on. <laughs> this just in. Immediately,
0: what an oversight. I remember Marcy's
1: Moms? Maybe that should have won.
0: No, I think Gilly's Have we a very really thought about how do you know? Yeah.
1: I think Julie is a very deserving winner. Uh, I think so too. It didn't lose the most money to
0: have watched it. It didn't lose the most money, no. but it is among the most dreadful of the titles and has the biggest fuck up. And it also lost money. Yeah. It really didn't perform well to box. No, episodes. it was, it performed horrendously bad. Flop doesn't always mean the amount of money it made.
1: No. That's only it's only one fifth of the criteria.
0: Incredible. Incredible. And that wraps up our two hundredth episode. Wonderful. I have nothing else.
2: Oh, should we look at the text to see what Yes? yes. What a good point. All right. Um, Ahmad uh, got it.
0: Ahmad said Gili. Yeah. Noah said Battlefield Earth, and I said Brian said Gili there you go we all knew what we were voting for (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, we
1: put on on a good show of well
0: but like ultimately we know who we think should win. I really was trying to I'm not trying to but I really wanted to get to legacy because that was a conversation yeah yeah but we're not going to have it um (laughs) this has been great what a wonderful 200 episodes of something that for many weeks I just didn't want to (laughs) do Um, but it's times like these sitting amongst friends that I'm glad that this exists and that I'll have it to, to listen back to. Uh, so I want to thank Noah for being on this journey and Ahmad, thanks for being such a wonderful guest. Now I know you're wrapping up your pockets. I want you to plug it, but as I've stated several times, I, I, we want you to come back at some point. And at the end of the year, come back and do your, uh, your best albums. I think that'd be fun. But uh, our next tournament next year, which will be of several movies that we've already seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I uh, I think that uh, you should come back. We thank you for joining us all these times.
2: It's thank you for pleasure. having me. Um, this what do you fun. got to plug? You have one more episode. One more episode. The series finale of Thinking Outside the Boombox will air this upcoming Sunday, May 29th. Wow. Um, the farewell tour, final farewell tour episode, uh, Karen will join. She's bringing a topic, um, and we're going to discuss it at length.
0: Very excited. <laughs> is it a mystery topic? Uh,
2: no, I will actually, I will I will say it now. Whoa, uh, exclusive! <laughs> so the topic that Karen has brought to the table is what we are titling R and Beef. So oh. she wants to... Us to explore roast and beef. <laughs> there you go. She wants us to explore um, in the genre of R and B uh, some of the most popular yes. like beefs and uh, fights that have gone down because hip hop gets usually gets all of the all of the love there when we talk about historical like rap beefs and stuff. But R and B has some has some good ones in there. Talk about so. Kendrick's lyric where, where he says
0: uh, <laughs> if, if, if there's no beefs, how come no R and B singers <laughs> singing each other's songs? Yeah. And that will exciting. probably
2: actually be featured in some of these some of these beats. You should so. <laughs> where
0: uh, where can we find all this information?
2: Uh, thinking outside the boombox is the website, and TOTB the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's on all the streaming platforms, yeah. so.
0: and all your catalog is still going to be out there for you to check in. Yeah. If you just listened to an, a hip hop album and you were like, "I oh, wonder what have we people thought about this." You know, look up the episode that came out right around there. Oh That's yeah, it's a good time indeed. And you have two tournaments yourself that were very fun.
2: Yes, yes. The um, what I started calling the "Back in the Day" tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so inspired by the Multiplex Madness tournaments, I set out uh, to find the best hip hop and R and B albums of the past decade. So that was very exciting. You did. I did.
0: <laughs> um, Noah, for the two hundredth time, plug yep. us up. <laughs>
1: You can find us at what'sintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at witboxoffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeSerber,
0: D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of
1: course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We have not been on Spotify for all 200 episodes. No. Uh, But we would
0: love to be on it for 200 more. Oh, (laughs) we would love that. And then that's it. We're done. Yeah. (laughs) Um next week 201 a new hundred begins yeah, a new hope <laughs> and we'll be talking about a new hope and uh Top Gun Maverick how much is it going to be Tom Cruise's first his highest grossing opening weekend is like 65 hmm. will it beat that will yes. it be his first one to over 100 I don't know it's going to have a long weekend 4 days memorial day and Bob's burgers whatever the hell that's going to make um that's all 14? next week it's no <laughs> I'll be lucky if he gets 10. Um, it's all very exciting. I can't wait for the movie. Do you have a movie to recommend for the folks for this week slash weekend? I I mean, did we both just
1: recommend Men last week? Is I recommended uh, Down Abbey. Okay.
0: No, I hadn't seen
1: it. All right. I I mean, like, Men's Weird. It's kind of fun to go see weird shit. Men's Weird. Men be weird. I, I recommend exposing yourself to the weirdness of men. Uh, such as it were
0: don't have d- expose yourself to men <laughs> everyone hey, it's about there. time we had a turn expose yourself to men and um, I stand by it you you certainly do uh, Ahmad do you have anything to, uh, uh, do you have any movie to recommend
2: uh, I will recommend that people go out and watch Beats Rhymes and Life The yes. Travels of a Tribe called Quest uh, oh. amazing documentary wonderful film you'll have a great time You might, you might cry though.
0: (laughs) And I'm gonna do what I did last week, and recommend a movie that I have yet seen. Go see. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's the summer. Go see Top Gun Maverick in big theater. Top Gun Maverick. Go see it in IMAX. It's gonna be jets. You're gonna feel the heat of the engines. (laughs) It's gonna be great. It's supposed to be so good. Um, so I say go see that. I'm seeing it in IMAX with these guys, and I'm gonna go see it in 4DX at some point as well. My first 4DX movie. Uh, I cannot wait. So I would say see that. And that's it. This has been What's in the Box Office. Ahmad, thank you for joining us as always. Thank you. Noah, (sighs) we have to do more of these. (laughs) We get to do more of these. We'll see you next week. And as always, if you feel safe, go see a movie.